Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes. Um, Doc, uh, we're going to have to cover for Chuck tonight. They've had uh, some things going on and, and uh, I want to send out the best wishes and all the prayers and everything to Leanne. She had lost a niece of hers in a car accident, I believe it was, and, and uh, Chuck is with her taking care of those things and, and uh, we talked to him earlier and that is, is exactly what he should be doing at this time and, and uh, everybody should say a little prayer for them guys because this is a tough situation for all of them. Yeah. It, uh, we all go through these things. It doesn't make it any easier, but uh, I understand that Leanne was really close to this little girl, and, and I hate to see that, but, uh, you know, Chuck, Chuck's going to be with them tonight, and uh, we we got a pretty good deal going on. we got Brad Kilpatrick here from Kansas City Catfish, and we're going to talk about uh, Kansas City Catfish, and we're going to talk about the upcoming Brunswick Wildcat Tournament, which is uh, a night tournament on the Missouri River. going to be a great time, and, and uh, we'll get – We'll get rolling on that and uh, see what we got. How's it going tonight, Brad? Oh, not too bad. We finally got got rid of all this hot weather we've been having in Kansas City. We're getting a little break from that, so that's that's good. And get getting ready for this big tournament we're going to have out there in Brunswick. So and that's that's going to be a giant. You got you got a what fifty boats signed up right now or more? Yeah, we got fifty four pre entries, which is the most in. In ten years, that's the most pre-entries we've ever had. So that's uh, we're uh, we're pretty proud of that number. And, Heck yeah. and we should be well over a hundred boats for this event. Um, we got six thousand dollars added to the payout. So at fifty-four boats, we're looking at eleven thousand dollars right now for uh, payout, and that's going to go way up. Man, that's awesome. That's that's a Brunswick, people don't realize Brunswick's a pretty small town, so uh, they're really stepping up the game here and, and uh, getting things ro rolling and, and uh, trying to get this off the ground, and they've, they've done an outstanding job to help you out. Yeah, they really have. They put a lot of effort into it, um, and and this year we're going to get stuff kicked off on, on uh, Friday night. We're going we're gonna to open up uh, registration Friday night at 6 6 p.m. and we're going to have a complimentary barbecue, beer and barbecue for everybody that shows up, and we're going to have a Calcutta auction at 7:30. And then, of course, uh, Saturday we'll reopen registration. That's the day of the tournament at 11 a.m. to 1. We'll have a captain's meeting at immediately following at 1 o'clock, and then uh, get the tournament started at 7. So. We got a lot of things going on. You know, <clears throat> you know, I'm not gonna miss out on that beer and barbecue, especially the barbecue. <laughs> I'm gonna be all, be all over that. I, I'll eat Doc share while I'm there. I don't want him to feel left out. So well, I'm, I'm no stranger to the barbecue either. So, <laughs> well, what, let's talk about this Calcutta. Have you got it? Everything lined out? Can you explain to everybody how that's gonna work out? Yeah, but the uh, Calcutta, we're going to auction off all the pre-entered teams. So we got 54 teams in it right now. Um, of course, if you if you want to join in, uh, just come on up. Melissa will get you signed up, and we'll get you in that Calcutta auction. The way they've decided they want to do this is that the Calcutta is going to be winner-take-all. Um, whoever owns 
the highest placing team in the Calcutta, they will get 80% of the pot, and the actual team will get 20% of the pot. So, you know, getting in this is, is going to be a great way for teams to, you know, increase their possibility of winning even more money out there. So I think it's a pretty good deal. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've, we've done a Calcutta a couple of times before, and we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, the really cool thing is, is this time we're actually going to have a, a real live auctioneer out there auctioning the teams off which, you know, we've never been able to do in the past. So that's 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 going to be kind of cool, too. Heck, yeah. Now, uh, do you have to be an entry in the tournament to get in to buy people in the Calcutta, or can people in the audience and anybody buy? Anybody can buy a team. Anybody can buy a team. You don't have to be in the tournament. Um, so we're going to get – I'm sure we'll get a lot of people out of the community involved with the tournament oh, yeah. this way and – It'll. I, I'm sure we'll have a, a big crowd at that Calcutta auction. Oh, I'm quite sure there will be. And I went through that list a couple of days ago, and I know that you probably added some entries since then. And, and there is some really big players in this thing. Now, all my all my best guys will be there. Um, you know, and I I'll, I'll I'll just tell it like it is. If if you can catch fish consistently on the Missouri River, you can catch fish anywhere, and that's, it that's that takes some doing. Um, the Missouri River is a tough fishery, and we've got some really big fish, and but it can it can be a tough fishery. And boy, I tell you what, if you can catch fish there, you can catch them anywhere. So I'm I'm really I'm. And our fishing right now is excellent. Uh, the guys up north of me, the PBSS Club, is another great, great organization. They had a tournament over the weekend, and uh, if memory serves right, first place was 177 pounds. Second place was like 174 pounds. So our fishing's really, really good right now. It's hot. It's hot everywhere right now. I know I've talked to some of the boys down St. Louis, and it's on fire down there. And some of them say they're not catching the big fish. Others say they are catching the big fish. But the guys that say they're not catching them, they're catching 30, 40 a day uh, in the teens and 20s. And uh, either way, you can't beat a deal like that for a day on the water. I mean, if you're catching big ones or if you're catching big numbers, either one's perfect for me. I'll, I'll take either one. You betcha. You're right. You betcha. I mean, just I like catching fish. That's That's my thing. I just like catching fish. Big fish, yep. little fish, I don't care. I, just want I agree. I agree. And uh, of course, if you're in a tournament, you're 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 looking for uh, big fish. But to me, uh, it doesn't matter if you have a three fish limit or a five fish limit or a forty fish limit. The first thing you got to do is get that limit in the boat. Then you can work on upgrading and go on from there. But if you don't have a limit in the boat, most of the time. Uh, you're not going to do real good. But once in a while, somebody will sneak in and get a giant, and uh, they may win it with one fish. But as a general rule, you've got to have a limit of fish. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. And my, my, my most consistent teams are the guys that bring me five fish. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. the guys that win my points race, the guys that are competing for that title. They're the teams that bring in five fish, and they do it consistently. And it, right. it might right. not be the biggest five fish, but... They bring us five fish, and they they're always up there. So yep, yep. Is that Doc? If you, uh, get, if you got five. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, Brad, is that, is that what your tournament requires, five fish limit? Yeah, we've got a five fish limit. All fish have to be alive. We don't allow stringers. Um, we prefer that you have a, a live well sufficient to keep those fish alive. Um, if you don't, yeah. there's still some guys out there that are running some smaller boats. That it's just not safe to put 100 gallons of water or whatever in their boat. We do allow them right. to toy bags, and our, our scales are open during the entire tournament. Oh, so, so if somebody can, has a weak a fish, fish, they, they can don't get feel it they can keep there. alive. They can bring it in, and we we'll get it weighed and take a picture. And got it. We've got a couple big holding tanks that are aerated and have oxygen on them. And the bigger, if they bring us a big fish early, we'll take the take care of that fish, put it in our tank, and uh, keep it alive for the morning. Oh, uh, I see. Doc, okay, Doc. I don't know if you've ever been around or seen pictures of of. Uh, Brad's uh, tanks, but he's got some big old tanks, and they got oxygen on them. And uh, when he turns those fish back into the river or whatever body of water the tournament's on, they're far better shape probably when he releases them than they ever was yeah. uh, swimming out there. I mean, he really takes good care of them. Well, I tell you what, sometimes we have a hard time getting them out of them doggone tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to. Uh, you need Ace to come over there. Uh, Ace Weisenberger lives up in Quincy, Illinois, and once he's done fishing and they release them into them holding tanks that uh, that they use over there, he gets in there, swims around with them, and th that kid is just amazing. When it's ready to catch them, they don't have to let the water out. He just swim down there and grab one up at a time and take them over, and they go release them. He get another one. He just I, I don't know how they ever get him home because he's always soaked to the bone. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> I that's a probably, that's probably a lot of fun for him though. It is, it is, especially on these days when it's ninety five hundred degrees. Oh, I've I've been tempted a few times to get in the tank. I've never I I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Ooh, it's hot up here in the in yeah. our times, you it know. It does. And the humidity gets pretty rough at times too. Well, we just went off a we just we're getting a break today and all this week, but last week we were upper 90s, 100 with, you know, 60, 70% humidity all week. I mean, it was it was just, the weather was just terrible, just terrible hot, yeah. uncomfortable. I understand. That's one thing about a night tournament. It makes them a little more comfortable for the guys sitting in the boat. I mean, it really does. Well, we have a hard time here. Um we have a real hard time when it gets to the dog days of summer like we're having now. We have a hard time catching fish during the day. I think mm -hmm. those fish don't like it hot either, and they just go sit down on the bottom of the river and don't do a whole lot. So I agree. Our best you know, bites at night, and that's why we have, you know, our best bites at night, and it's easier to keep the fish alive at night. The water's sure. a little bit cooler. Everything's just a little bit cooler. And that's why we have our, our night tournaments during the middle of summer. So, you know, Brad, you was talking about that Calcutta. Do you have a starting point of what it's going to take for people to to start the bids at? You know, I think we'll probably start off at like ten dollars a team and and go up from there. Now, if nobody bids on a certain team, that team has got to buy itself. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, you know, if nobody wants to give ten dollars, we'll we'll lower it down. You know, I mean, I know uh, in the past. We've started off at ten dollars. Most teams will, will sell for that. Most teams sell for more than that. You know, 
especially once things get rolling. Um, last one we had, we had several teams go for over a hundred dollars a piece. So yeah, that's well. You, you know, is John Jameson going to be there? John will not be able to make this one. He's uh, he's up north filming a show with uh, Lund Boats right now. I, I did read that. I did read that. That's that's pretty good of him. But uh, you know, you still got uh, some big guys in there, man. I mean, there well, there's some big name guys. Cook will be there. The Gerloffs will be there. Um, you know, Bo Brock. A couple of the best fishermen you know, nobody's ever heard about. Andy and Randy Carnes will be there. There's We've got some really good guys here, that, and, I, and a lot of them just tend to kind of, they want to stay under the radar. They don't want any, I got, a, I got a lot of guys that fund everything themselves. They don't want sponsors. They just want to go fish, and uh, and they do a lot of fishing, and they're really good. So, well, and I'm going to talk them all up. I'm getting all their information now. We're in that process now, getting all their accolades, you know, personal best, you know, years of experience, tournament wins. We're getting all that put together. So I'll introduce all the teams and, and have a list of, you know, their accomplishments and accolades, you know, to talk them up a little bit. I think it'll go over really well. I think we'll have a, we'll have a good time with it. And Hey, if – we're going to have beer and barbecue, so that'll always make things a little bit better. Like I said, you know I'm going to be in for some of that. <laughs> Doc, have you got any questions specifically for Brad about the tournament or about Kansas City catfishing? I, I just like the beer and barbecue. I mean, the barbecue's already, <laughs> already done eight, and I'm saliving right now. And we've got a spot for you over here, buddy. <laughs> Come on well, over, can... Doc. Oh, we'd love to have you. When's the tournament? This weekend? No, it's uh, it's in two weeks, August sixth. Yeah, that I I gotta work, so won't be there. Sorry. Well, that's no good. Maybe next year, buddy. Yeah, we'll, I'll give it a try. Oh, peanut, go away! My little it's dog. A lot of fun. Go. <laughs> Come here, peanut. Yeah. We fished. We fished the Waverly tournament, or wasn't it uh, a couple years ago up there? Night tournament. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, that was... <laughs> those Waverly tournaments. I got those um, from another organization. They they gave those tournaments to me, um, and uh, those are actually the longest running catfishing tournaments in the state of Missouri. Those have been going for oh, shoot, I'm thinking close to 20 years now. Oh, wow. oh Doc was Doc Yow was in it for a long time. He's an outstanding guy, uh, <laughs> really good guy. Yeah, yeah, old old Jimmy Dockyal. He's he still shows up from time to time. He's getting up there, you know. I mean, yeah. I don't know how old he is anymore, but uh, he still shows up from time to time. Gets out there with the guys and fishes, and and I'm 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 really proud that we've been able to keep that tradition in Waverly going. And uh, hopefully, one of these days when I decide to hang this up, I'm I'm make sure that I uh, turn that tournament over to somebody else and and keep that thing going in good hands and and keep that tradition going because that's always a good tournament too. I mean, that's always 50 yeah. plus mm -hmm. you know. It is. It's, good it's a great yeah. tournament. I, well, I met Doc up in the Cat's Incredible tournament up in uh, North Dakota and him and his brother was up there and they are just a hoot, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's a that's another good one. I think Jameson's gonna fish that one while he's up north too. I think he's it's just so far. 
you know, if he's up there filming and, and able to fish that tournament, that that's awesome. But I mean, it is a long drive up there and back. I'm not kidding you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's it's a it's a long ways up there. But boy, they got some good fishing up there too. So, you know, there's good fishing all over this country if you're if you're willing to drive and go find it and put the time in. That's right. Fishing all that's over. That's right. You. You have some, some tournaments over in Kansas that if anything ever happens where I can make my way over there uh, where in some of those big blue lakes and then big channel cat lakes, I'm going to try to do it. I just it, So much stuff goes on that you can't make all the ones that you want to, but one of these days I'm going to sneak in there. I want to fish Calamus, and I want to fish, what's the name of that big lake over where we got them giant blues at? Milford. Milford, yeah, I want to fish Milford one day. But uh, I want you to stop the wind before I get there so I don't get seasick during the tournament. Well, you know, we uh, we postponed um, the tournament this year out at Milford. We've been doing it out there in spring, which is, is great fishing that time of year. But, man, that, that wind out there, you get out there in those Kansas Plains and that wind kicks up and there's nothing to stop it. Right. And, and that lake can just get flat-out dangerous. And, and we had forecast 20 mile an hour winds and some thunderstorms on the weekend we were trying to go out there so I postponed it we're going to be doing that tournament in the fall and we're going to take a good long look at it we're hoping things work out the way that we're wanting them to and we're hoping to move that tournament to the fall where we get into a little bit more stable weather pattern a little safer for everybody um, you know a few years back we had a tournament up Milford and we had three boats go down in that tournament and I've been scared of that lake ever since. Um, I, I'm right. not in this business to put people in harm's way. And uh, we've been overly cautious with that spring tournament. And now my thinking is I'm really hoping that, that the guys catch some good fish this fall and we can just move that event to the fall and, and get away from those spring winds here in Kansas because I just that yeah. just scares the dickens out of me. And, and it's some of the best fishing in the year out there in the spring, but it, the weather just never seems to cooperate with us. Out right. There. We always get those you winds, know. and, you know, it just we're just not having any luck with it in the spring. So I think I'm going to move it to the fall. You just can't, uh, you can't uh, double-guess Mother Nature, which brings me up to a something I wanted to ask you about being a tournament director and have done it for years. I'd read uh, a post on Chad Wall's, uh, pay, Facebook page where he made a post about some guy being mad because they didn't cancel a tournament. And, uh, I don't believe that there is a tournament director anywhere in the United States that doesn't consider the fact that safety is the number one priority of everybody that enters these tournaments. Now, if it's not a safety issue and one guy is afraid of something, that's different between the fact that there's lightning or a tornado or something like that. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've... Uh in the past, we've delayed the launch of tournaments because of uh, because of the weather and the and the water conditions. We've we've postponed tournaments. I, I did it this year. I postponed a tournament because it just looked like it was going to be nasty. And and I know that body of water right. can get rough. And like I said, I'm not I'm nobody's in this business to put anybody in harm's way. What we do is no. is dangerous enough. You know, you you put a bunch of guys on the water and and. You don't know what their skill level is. Um, we don't know what the condition of their boats always are in, and you know you just gotta 
sometimes you have to err on the side of caution, and that's what we've chosen to do. That's exactly right. You know, we used to do that. We canceled tournaments, postponed tournaments for years, uh, and you're on the Missouri River up there, and it fluctuates a great deal. And and uh, usually, if we was having tournaments that was in concern of on on the flooding issue, uh, it was because uh, of the Missouri either jumping way up or the Mississippi or or something like that. I mean, uh, but. If you're on a lake and you got high winds, lightning is one of the things that absolutely uh, always worried me the worst. If it was lightning, uh, I'd just assume wait an hour until that storm blows over and give everybody a chance because nobody wants to be on that water. Uh, then boats are aluminum. Uh, it's like having a lightning rod out there that you're sitting on, riding it like a witch on a broom, you know. Well, you know, when we've, we've had tournaments where we've had, you know, foul weather predicted and I've always told the guys I have we have a rule that you have to stay within 50 yards of your boat and we do that in case somebody has a has a has a female in the boat and they need to go to the restroom or something during the tournament we want to allow them to be able to you know get up into the trees take care of their business go to the porta potty whatever um, right. so I tell the guys when we have foul weather the 50 yard rule is out if you need to put your boat on the shore and and Get up and go take shelter. You, that's what you need to do. The 50-yard rule's out. If if that's what you got to do, if it concerns your safety, go for it. We that's what we got to do. Get up under a bridge. Do whatever the heck you got to do to stay safe. You know, and get out of that lightning. Get out of that rain. You know, whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That uh, kind of fits the bill with you too, doesn't it, Doc? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I do not like lightning. Actually, I don't like storms. Period. Uh, as I've gotten older, it it bothers me more and more. I remember the Sea Arc tournament. The one year I went to that, uh, for the first two hours before the tournament started, there was lightning ripping across the sky. It wasn't coming down, but it had me on edge all day. Yeah, it, it'll do it. It really will. That was a tournament down in St. Louis you and Lynn was at, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was in Owensboro. It was the one that was in Owensboro that year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I try to tell all these, these, you know, there's new tournaments popping up everywhere, and that's one of the things that I, I tell them is you, you got to be safe. You got you to gotta keep in mind that you, you, you personally might be able to navigate the water and the conditions that it's in, but you don't know what, your participants are capable of and and when these events are open to the public you know you you got to take that into consideration you know so that's right that's exactly I tell them, protect your anglers and then I also tell them you got to protect yourself in this day and age you know you you need to become an LLC you need to you know buy your insurance protect your liability because heaven forbid should somebody get injured or you know even get killed during one of your events you're the one that's in, in charge. They're the one. You're the one that they're going to come after. So that's right. And even though most all of the uh, the guys ha have big uh, uh, insurance policies to try to prevent, nobody wants to use it. Just because you got it, nobody right. wants. To, nobody wants to use that insurance policy. No. Uh -huh. I've been paying my premiums for ten years. I haven't used it yet. Thank goodness. So that's right. You know, but I'm going to keep paying it and. You know, I'm going to keep my LLC up to date, and 
You know, because at the end of the day, no matter what, we all just want to go fishing tomorrow. Absolutely. And yeah. That's, that's all we all want to do is we just want to go fishing tomorrow, and, you know, you just don't want something bad to happen that, that could prevent you from doing it. Well, and, and not only that, we don't want to put a black eye on the story. Well, absolutely not, you know, and it's sometimes it's a tough call because, you know, you're never going to make everybody happy. Every time nope. I postpone a tournament, I get a flood of messages and a flood of emails. Yep. Oh, we could have had it. We could have had it. And well, I'm not stopping you from going fishing. If you want to yeah. go fishing, <laughs> yeah. you're just not going to do it on my time. All, all the years that we run the tournaments and stuff, I, I really enjoy doing it. But I don't miss it enough to go back to doing it for anything. I think I found a good guy that does it. Uh, and took it over, and, and I'm very pleased with what him and his wife do. Uh, Alex and Elizabeth did an outstanding job. I don't have to fool with it. I still go to most all the tournaments. But, uh, you know, I would probably help someone if they needed help at, at an event someplace. But as far as going back to running them, uh, I'm just too damn old for it, Brad. I tell you what, it's a terrible amount of work, and nobody realizes how much work it is until they actually jump in there and start doing it. That's exactly right. Unless they've been involved with it, they really don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can, it's a ton of work, that's for sure. You get, you get 50, 50, 80, 100 boats all in one place at one time, you've done something. Yeah. That takes effort. That yeah. doesn't happen on its own. Some people think that. Oh, well, it you is. know, Brad just shows up and he gets his scale <laughs> out and he hangs some banners up and 50 <laughs> boats show up by magic and. and it's well, I, I tell you, and and we all three of us are sitting here talking about this, but uh, the way you have to do it is you have to have some volunteers to help because if you have to keep taking money out of the payout to pay different aspects of it, then it runs out pretty quick. And, and one thing that you and Aaron Wheatley and a lot of these guys have done have come up with people to help you at these tournaments that really do a good job. I mean, I've been to some of your tournaments, and, and uh, you know, we, I sat in a motel room years one night, we talked about that, and, and finding people that will help you to start with is hard. Uh, and, and when you find a good one, you got to take care of them. I know we used to pay guys 100 bucks to sit at, at the uh, launch area for if they had to come in and weigh fish at night tournaments. And, and maybe nobody weighed a fish all night, but you still got to pay up that bunny if you promised to do them. You just got to. I got a I got a guy, um, and I pay him a I pay him one hundred and twenty five dollars, and uh, he he lives out around the Waverly Brunswick area, and uh, I pay him one hundred and twenty five dollars to do both Waverly tournament and Brunswick, and all I ask of him is to help show up, help me do uh, some live well checks before the tournament. And watch the scale overnight. Uh, the last we just had Waverly a couple weeks ago. Nobody came in early to weigh a fish. He sat at that ramp all night long, didn't do a doggone thing. Yep. He sat but in his you... truck in the air conditioner with his grandson with his portable DVD player and watched movies all night. <laughs> and, and I paid him one hundred and twenty-five dollars <laughs> and happy to do it. You got to do it. Either that or you got to stay there yourself. And I've done that too, but. Uh... Uh, it makes it a whole lot easier uh, for for the guys running the tournament if they can go on and get them some sleep, 
so that when weigh-in time comes, they're ready to go instead of being dragged butt from being up all night waiting for somebody to come in and weigh some fish. Oh, yeah. And we, 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 we've pitched a tent out there at the Waverly Ramp before, which there's railroad tracks. you got to cross the railroad tracks to get to the boat ramp. And I swear to God, there's a there's a train that comes by every hour, hour and a half out there <laughs> in the middle of the night. So you ain't you ain't getting a lick of sleep. About no. the time you fall asleep, here comes the train. You know, blowing its wow. horn, shining its light through your tent because there's not a hotel in sight anywhere out there that you can go right. to anywhere close. I mean, we go to a hotel now. We go over to Carrollton and get a hotel, and and uh, you know, we turn things over over to Dennis and. Leave him, leave him there all night. Give him, pay him good money to sit there, and we go go get cooled off, have dinner, sit at the hotel room, and watch the Royals game. You know, so get everything Ooh. ready for the next morning, and it just works see, out so much better that way. Did you say you went back to the motel and watched the Cardinals game? Watch the Royals game? Um, Car Cardinals? Oh. Cardinals? Oh boy, here oh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see where you know, this I, is going. <laughs> Royals. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I, I'm really anxious. It's been what a couple of years since I've been to one of your tournaments, and we're, you know, we, I haven't seen a lot of them guys since the last time I was over. Oh yeah, well, I'm sure you'll have a good time. That, there's, there's one reason and one reason only I've been doing no, this for wait. the ten years that I have. And that's because of the types of guys that show up to my tournaments and, and all the fun that we do have. Um, you know, oh, I, yeah. I talk about all the work and all this and that, but you know what? We have such a good time, and we have such great guys that show up to these events. That's the only thing that keeps this thing going. It's just those guys are such a great group of guys. We've been really blessed over the years to have, uh, have those guys showing up. You know, they're good fishermen, oh, and they're even better people. That's exactly right. Like I say, well, I haven't. Some of them I haven't seen for a couple of years, and and uh, some of them I see at different events. You know, like the Gerloffs and Brent and and uh, Danny and Rob. I see them guys every once in a while. Uh, but uh, a lot of them, a lot of them guys, I don't get to see uh, unless I go over your way. And, and that's going to start becoming more more for us since we moved down but uh, to Buffalo because. Uh, uh, you got a lot of them that's a lot closer for me, and and I like fishing against some guys. As I'm telling you, if you can if you can uh, place in the money at a Kansas City catfish tournament, you've done all right. Yeah, you really have. We've got the level of competition is pretty high, and uh, you know the the great thing is that the guys are so so forthcoming and so good with the new guys that do show up. Um, they might not help you out before the tournament. But afterwards, you always see, you know, groups of guys around boats and somebody giving advice, helping the new guys out, you know, helping them, hey, no, 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 you need to do it this way. You need to, you know, here, look at this rig. Right. You know, this is what we were using for bait. This is where we were fishing. And they're, they're really good like that. And that's what keeps things growing. And, you know, because, you know, over the years, we've had guys that kind of dropped off the trail. Um, you know, life happens. Problems yeah. Change. and. And some guys aren't able to participate like they used to, and so it. And we, but we've got a constant stream of new guys getting into the sport, and and the way that that my guys help these fellas out, it's it's just 
it's just great. It it works out, and it, we keep things going that way, and it's it's just been a really neat experience over the years. Well, you know, I, there's a couple of guys that that I'm going to watch in that Calcutta. I'm not sure if they're entered in it, but Joel Roberts is one of them, and uh, uh, oh shoot. Craig Shoemate's another one. If they're entered in that Calcutta, I'm going to have my eyes on them guys. Joel's laid some absolutely giant fish out there over there in your direction. Oh, yeah. we. I had to, a couple of years ago, I had to go out and weigh, I think, uh, we thought he ha might have had the state record, and it ended up coming in just short. It was 96.6. Yeah, 97 pounds. That's, a, that's just a stud now. I mean, it really is. And Joel will be in the Calcutta auction. He, he is... He is pre-registered. He'll be there, so you can you can buy him up. I'm liable to. You know, <laughs> Bo Brockman and Brent Riddle, uh, you know, any of them guys, they better not go too cheap, or old, this old man will be getting in on the action. Oh, there you go. They'll be there. You They'll know, be last, there. Oh yeah, the last tournament that we was at that had a Calcutta was the Jack and Jill tournament, not this year, but the year before. Uh, well, it might have been two years ago. But anyhow, Cindy, uh, we was running a tournament. You know how you can't really run a tournament and fish the thing. And uh, Cindy bought uh, the team that won it in the in the Cal bought the Calcutta and got to split whatever the the split was with them. Uh, and she, my God, you thought she'd have won the lottery or something. You know, she just <laughs> went off on that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. We'll have it's a lot of fun with it. There'll be a lot. Oh, of, yeah. There'll be a lot of trash talking and and a, a lot of giving the guys a hard time, you know. But I tell you what, it's it, it's it's just going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. and this is such a big tournament. And the 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 guys out there in Brunswick, the community has really gotten behind this thing, and and they'll come out and help us out. And we've got so much going on. It's it's going to be a good time. And well, you know, Clinton Dale and some of them guys that's lives over there by there, they've they've really been pushing this for you, trying to to help you get it going, and I I think that has paid off in a big way. Yeah, them fellas have really stepped it up and really helped out a lot. I I there's so many people that have that have gone into this and and stepped up and tried to tried to build this up. They really want to have, you know, they they this is going to be a tradition out in Brunswick. This tournament's not going anywhere. Um, you know, they. I just got pictures the other day. They stretched a big old banner across Main Street. You know, Brunswick Wildcat Tournament, first first week <laughs> of August. You know, find us on Facebook. So they're really getting into it. They're. Uh, it's it's just going to be a great time, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Huh, right. peanut? Go away, peanut. <laughs> I uh, I'm really excited about it. We've been planning on it. I don't know. We got in on it pretty early this year. Yeah, I think you're in the. Aren't you in the first group? The first ten. I think so. I, I could be wrong, uh, but I think we are. We're planning on getting up there a few days early and doing some looking around. I have. I've never been to that area. I've been close to it, but I've not ever fished it. So well, we'll do some looking around, see what we can find. It's the same. It's the same basic stretch as. as when you fished out there in Waverly, um, it's not that far away. So, let's see. Well, I know every year that I see the see the uh, weights and stuff after the tournament's over, there's always some giant fish caught out there. There always is. Oh yeah, yeah. There's 
there's always that's that's just big fish water out there, and uh, you know, it's just what what's out there, and I'm I'm expecting well over a hundred pounds to win this tournament. Um, you know, oh yeah, it'll be. It'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. I, uh, you know, the biggest fish we ever weighed is uh, 98 pounds. We did that at Atchison. Um, was it last year or two years ago? I think it was two years ago. We weighed a 98 pounder in Kansas, and boy, it's it wouldn't surprise me to have one bigger come in out there at Brunswick. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. I agree. The number of you know have on the water, anything's possible. You bought. You guys up up your area from say uh, middle part of the state through Kansas City line every every year there's been some really good fish put in the water from say for Jeff City on the there's been a few good fish every year put in the water but it seems to me uh, and correct me if I'm wrong but the last the last uh, ten years or so there's more of them than there used to be big fish coming from that area would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I mean, we just had a we just had one guys out fun fishing this weekend in Kansas City boated a ninety pounder, and it's it's on my it's on the KC Catfish Facebook page. Um, <laughs> look at that picture, and I tell you what, that's a, if there was ever a legitimate ninety pounder, that's it. I I wish they would have called me and had me come out and weigh that fish. I think it was more than ninety. I think that might have been a state record, and their scale wasn't weighing right. And it's That's just a monster. It's just what a monster. I would love to put it on my scale and see what that thing really weighed because I think 90 pounds is light. I could be wrong. I, their scale could be right, but, man. You know what the state record it, is, Brad? I forgot. It's 120. Kansas is a 3.8. Oh, what Kansas is, is how much? Oh, I can't hear you. What What did you say it was? 102.8. Rob Stanley, uh, Rob and I went out fishing on the Missouri River one night, and uh, about five in the morning, his pole doubled over, and uh, <laughs> half an hour later or so, we ended up boating this fish. It was a uh, we waited on his 100-pound uh, Berkeley scale, and and uh, as soon as we picked that fish up, it, the scale said full. We set it back down, and. He says, what's the, what's the scale size? It said, it said full, Rob. I said, turn the scale off, turn it back on, let's do this again. And he picked it back up and, and uh, said full again. I said, well, Rob, I said, I think you got the state record here, buddy. What do you want to do? And he says, well, I said, do you want that, do you want that record? Do you want to try to get this record? And he says, yeah. So we, uh, we got that fish back in the water and made our way back down to Call Point and we called a few other people, uh, woke them up, got them up out of bed. We got my scales, you know, my tournament scales are certified with Kansas and Missouri. And so we got somebody to come by my house and got my scales, got them down there. We got us called another guy. He brought a stock tank and a bottle of oxygen out there. And, and uh, we ended up keeping that fish alive for four hours until um, it was finally got certified and and, uh, you know, we got a biologist from the state of Kansas out there to certify the weight and certify that it was a blue cat, and then we let her go. And uh, I think that was five years ago. I think we – something like that. And uh, a while back. Yeah, that record's held for, for five years or so. I'm, 
I'm actually really surprised that it's still on the books. I'm surprised that somebody hadn't broken it. I man, it could happen tonight. Um, you know, that's right. There's there's yeah, fish that right. big and bigger fishing in our water, swimming in our water. So somebody oh, will break that sometime soon, next couple of years, I'd imagine. It might come from uh, the lake. I mean, Milford Lake's such an excellent fishery too. I'd say is. there's an outside chance of it happening at Milford. It'll probably happen on the Kansas and Missouri River, though. That'd be all right. Oh, in it, our chat, Claude Reynolds says it takes a lot of a lot of work to run them tournaments. He's his first one was when he didn't have benefit for Austin. Said it was really really stressful, and uh, uh, then he said he had some great times doing it, but it's a lot of preparation. Uh, and, and he only had four months to do it. Well, uh, four months sounds like a lot of time, but by the time you make all the calls and do all the stuff, that, that goes by pretty quick, don't it, Brad? Oh, yeah. Well, we've been – I think we had our first meeting for Brunswick this year in February. Right, right. My first trip out to Brunswick, and I think I've made three or four more trips out there since then, you oh, know, sure. to meet – to meet with the organizers and to make sure, I mean, we just had one a couple of weeks ago, our, our last meeting before the tournament, just to make sure that everybody was on the same page. We had all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and we knew what was going on. And, and that's what you got to do. You just, you just there, have to do it. There'll always be that one thing that happens at the, <laughs> you know, at the last minute that nobody saw coming and we'll have to figure something out. But right. I think we got everything covered. I think everything will go off smooth. It always has in the past. We've always managed. So now, you, know. uh, you want to go through the uh, takeoff procedure that's going to be at Brunswick? Okay, you come in when you come to Brunswick. Uh, you're going to come to the high school and get signed up. Get signed up. Get checked in. At that point in time, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want for a few hours. Um, I would suggest that people go put their boat on the Grand River. We're all launching from one ramp this year. We're all taking off from the Grand River this year. Um, it is going to take a while to get all the boats on the water. Um, but I would I would highly suggest that people go put their boat on the water as soon as they get there. Tie it off to the shore. we got people out there that will be on the Grand River. They'll ferry you from your boat back to shore, from the shore to the boat. Um and keep an eye on everything. Make sure nobody, there won't be anybody stealing anything. There'll be so many people around, but just right. keep an eye on the boats while they're out there tied off to the shore. Our meeting will be at one o'clock. That's mandatory. And uh, then we'll, we'll all leave from the Grand River at, at seven o'clock. Um, we've got, we're putting buoys out on the Grand River that'll be color coded. And uh, you're, you're, uh, Check-in stick will also be color-coded, so you'll know where to line up and get everybody in order. We'll launch everybody out of there by in groups of 10, and you'll bunch up in groups of 20. So it'll be pretty easy to figure it out. Um, I think we got it pretty foolproof. We'll get everybody out of there as quick as we can. We're going to do about a minute between flights. Um, we'll let the first 10 boats go a minute later, the next 10, and so on and so forth. But it should all move move pretty well. Everything should go smoothly. We will allow you to use two other ramps to pull out. Um, we got the Miami ramp and the Dalton ramp that will have will have a truck sitting there to shuttle people. 
what we're suggesting is if you have fished away, come on back to Brunswick and pull your boat out at Brunswick. Go to the high school to get weighed in. And if you don't have fished away, pull your boat out at one of these other ramps at, at Miami or Dalton. We'll meet you there. We'll have somebody take you back to Brunswick, drop you off at your vehicle. You can drive back, pull your boat out, come on back up to the high school, see the way in, do whatever, go home, whatever you want to do. But uh, it's gonna, it'll it'll be it'll work out. We I think yeah, we got this yeah. pretty much the way we want it, and uh, you know we are uh, we are in the process of. Uh, getting another ramp built out there at Brunswick so we can add to the capacity. You know, we're going to have a little bit of growing pains, you know, getting everybody in this year, but I think it'll, uh, we're giving you all day to do it. So yeah. we'll get everybody yeah. in. Everything will be just fine. You know, uh, uh, I'm excited. we, uh, we've had, a, we've had 125 boats there before, um, in Brunswick and over half of them launched. We got over half of them launched from the Brunswick ramp in two hours. So, you know, if we have 125 boats again, which I think is about where we'll be at this year, I'm looking at 125, maybe top out at 150. And uh, we've got from like 1.30 till 7 to get everybody on the water. So it, getting everybody on the water is not going to be an issue. If we can get 65, 70 on the water in two hours, we can get 125 in six hours. No problem. <laughs> That's exactly right. Cindy, Cindy wrote us a note, said uh, we go out about 12. And uh, Cliff Miller says he'd like to make this one, but uh, evidently he must have to work or something. He wanted to know if uh, anyone fishes the Grand River itself. I'm sure there'll probably be a couple boats that fish the Grand River. If they, I mean, that's open. In my tournament, you can fish anywhere you can get by water. So all the little tributaries, all the little creeks, everything is is fair game in my tournaments, um, you know. And I don't put boundaries on it. With a tournament this size, I I want people to spread out, you know. Absolutely, yes, uh, I do know. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have boat. We'll have we'll have a boat or two that might even go all the way back to Kansas City to fish. That wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Well, you know, we do have Cargill and Rival, and they like to make those long runs. <laughs> well, they, they had a, he doesn't think that you can catch a fish within 50 miles of a boat ramp, so, you know. Well, you know, long runs. I, I found fish at them boat ramps a time or two, and I never won one fishing close to them, but I've been, I've placed uh, pretty high up in some tournaments, and you could see the boat ramp from where I was at. Oh, and we've so, had that happen too. We've, you know, we've had people run 30, 40 miles, and come back without a fish, and come to find out that somebody was fishing within sight of the boat ramp and got in the money. <laughs> the last last night tournament of yours, I fished. Cindy and I went out, and we went an hour up the river. Uh, and the next morning, we left extra early because if you remember, that was a foggy day that morning. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Oh man. I think we was like an hour and 15, 20 minutes getting back, and uh, it, it was it was really bad that morning. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll look at the weather conditions, and and if it looks like it's going to be foggy the next morning, we will we will give the anglers you know that notice and let them know what we're expecting, and uh, you know because there is no excuse for being late. If you're late, you're late. No, you can always leave early. 
you know. I, I agree with that, and some there. guys throw a fit about it. Some guys throw a fit about that, but the rules give you a time to be there. It's up to you to make sure you're there at that time. Exactly, exactly. And there's, like I said, there's, there is no excuse for being late. Nope. If you got to leave at midnight to get in, so be it. <laughs> you know, that's what you need to do, and that's that's right. You know, Doc, have you got any other questions for Brad for tonight? No, he pretty much answered everything. I st I had questions, but he he just <laughs> given everything right there. So no, I'm 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 good. Thanks, okay. appreciate it, Brad. Well, I appreciate you well, guys uh, having me on tonight. It's always a pleasure. You know, I, I think this this is probably going to be one of the one of the top two or three biggest tournaments west of the Mississippi this year, and may very well be the biggest tournament west of the Mississippi. Well, we hope so, and regardless of where we come in, we're just going to have a good time with it and have a lot of fun and catch a lot of big fish. And I hope everybody can can come join us. And if you can't make it this year, hey, first weekend in August next year, we'll be back. We'll be doing her again. Be doing the same thing. Well, you know, Brad, if there's any uh, uh, sponsors or anything you'd like to thank, uh, or any anybody you want to talk about, or uh, and give them your contact information, and go ahead and make all that ready for people so that they can get on in there if they want to enter the tournament or get in touch with you or something. Uh, let's make it easy for them to do. All right. Well, of course, our our headline sponsor is is Lund Boats, the uh, the greatest aluminum boat builder in the world. Um, if for you guys that don't know, Lund Boats puts a thousand dollars into every one of my tournaments. Um, Five hundred of it is uh, gone into a random drawing for guys that fish out of a Lund boat, and then another five hundred is uh, paid as a bonus for first place. <clears throat> of course, we uh, we're sponsored by Monster Rod Holders, um, Abu Garcia, Shakespeare, Berkeley. Um, Let's see, Monster Rod Holders. Academy Sports and Outdoors is our big fish sponsor. We give away a $100 gift card to Academy Sports on top of the uh, big fish money every tournament. Whisker Wear Apparel, one of your guys' sponsors, also helps us out. Um, so, you know. You can't sure. beat a Rob. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah, he is a great guy. And, and you know, coolest, coolest catfishing gear out there. You know, so I uh, we always see a lot of the guys sporting the whisker wear apparel at our events, and and it was it was just a just a good deal that we got up got hooked up with him. Um, if you want to enter uh, the Brunswick tournament or any of the Kansas City catfish events, we have a PayPal entry now. You just go to www.kccatfish.com and click on the online entry tab and just kind of follow the directions. It's pretty simple. Click the tournament you want to enter. Give them your credit card information and uh, within usually within 24 hours we will uh, send you an email, let you know that we've received your payment and let you know what your boat number is. Um, do keep in mind that uh, for the Brunswick uh, tournament that the entry will close at midnight on Saturday. This Saturday is the deadline for uh, and after that it's you're going to have to come to Brunswick and sign up on site, and that'll cost you an extra twenty bucks. So it's one hundred and forty pre-entry, one hundred and sixty late entry, and uh, I hope to see everybody out there. We're going to have a heck of a good time. 
Jerry Dillard lives down in Texas. He said he wishes he could make it, but 700 plus miles, a little far for him to pull a boat. Brad, it, 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 if he can get up here, he can get in this tournament. I mean, oh, heck yeah. You know, we, you and I go all over to long ways to some of these tournaments down in Alabama and uh, Tennessee and Kentucky and all them places, and sh 700 miles ain't that big a stretch. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Tell me, Lisa, hike up your skirt and get up here. <laughs> Jerry is, is, is nearly watches the show about every week, and, and he's always got some good information to share with people. And, and uh, yeah, I, I promise you, Jerry, if you can make it up here, that Missouri River is something that I promise you've never seen anything like it before down in Texas. Yeah. Hey, and, and they got some pretty good barbecue down in Texas, too. As a matter of fact, they do. Yes, but sir. we'll give them a run for their money up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, thank you so much for being on Catfish Weekly with us tonight. We was we, we was trying to make sure we got everything done before the tournament, and we picked out tonight, and I'm glad you was able to join us. And uh, if I don't see you before then, I will see you over there at the tournament, and we'll have some fun. All right, Lyle, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure, as always. Thanks All again, right, Brad. Brad. Well, have a good evening. We'll be talking guys. to you soon. All right, bud. Thanks again. Well, Doc, that's one of the one of the premier deals. Uh, West, it, it's it's he puts on a great show. Uh, it's comparable to anybody that puts on tournaments. He, he does a really good job. Uh, the safety of his fish is is one of the main things that Brad is concerned with. He has the big holding tanks and oxygen and everything for him set up, and he babies them things just like. There was a, a house pet or something, and he does a really good job. And uh, this is going to be a really big tournament uh, uh, in this area and Missouri River. In that area, it's just chuck full of fifties and sixties and stuff like that. And uh, he's about got all the big name guys going to be in there now. It's it's going to be pretty hard to handle. I like how excited he gets over it. He just mentioned, oh yeah, buddy, he rolls. Yeah, he does. He he gets wound up about it. Now, Brad's been doing them, I think, for 10 years. I think that's what he said. Uh, him and I started doing them babies together about the same time, and uh, one of us may have been a year or so ahead of the other, and I don't really remember. But uh, he's got a really good area, and he takes good care of the, uh, of the way he runs the tournaments. And, and uh, people, for the most part, you know, you're not going to please everybody, but for the most part, he, he has almost always got a good turnout, and uh, he's got some good water to fish. Yeah, good deal. Absolutely. Um, how about tournament results for tonight? Did you get any for uh, this week? Yeah. Actually, okay. I fished in a tournament this weekend. It was a catchaser.net tournament, and it was kind of unique in the fact that it was a two-nighter. Started at 8 o'clock. Uh, Weigh-in was at 3.30 in the morning. Um, the <laughs> The weather was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was really hot out there because it was, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, it was like 75 degrees outside. Uh, I think every bug in the United States was out that day uh, because, you know, they, they were just in your face. And then it, it, as soon as the moon came up, uh, they were gone. But uh, the tournament, uh, uh, did real good. Uh, first place was Shannon and Melinda Colley. 
they also had a big fish on night number two which was a 24 pound flat they had a total weight of 74 pounds uh, dana jackson who is the tournament director and sean adcock who is the uh co-tournament director they were in second with 55.7 pounds james wesney and craig shuri had 53.9 pounds and myself and daniel came in fourth place with 46.3 pounds awesome. so uh most of, except for night two everything on night one was all channel cats and night two there was four flatheads that were caught uh, between 24 and uh 19 pounds i believe no, that's pretty so good that, that's the only results i had there was another tournament series and it was on the ohio and i didn't get the results from that what they didn't send me anything so right right i actually got uh don't have any tournament results for this week but there's something i wanted to ask you about we have a a viewer uh his name is harold may military guy i i know harold for the last several years online him and i visit back and forth he's bought some products from me um he has a question about circle hooks versus kale hooks for flathead fishing and i know you do a lot of flathead fishing so yeah. I, I wanted to get your opinion on that and then i'm then i'll see you know where we stand as, as a unit on those okay well i've been using circle hooks since 1999 and uh and yeah and you're correct during the flatheads using them on flatheads uh only unique thing about the circle hooks is uh you gotta let the fish kind of you know take move off most of the time especially a big flathead will move off fairly slow uh you just can't when you're fishing for a flathead you're taking a chance with circle hooks because the only way that circle hook is going to get hooked up is he's got to turn his head and start heading away from you well when he does that if he's near any kind of brush or anything he's gonna he's gonna hang you and uh, most of the time you can get them out. I, I've wrestled them guys out of trees. I've wrestled them out of a lot of stuff. But uh, on the circle hooks, you know, what I've did for years is I just take a nice slow sweep, bringing the rod back until it, you know, really loaded up good. Now what I do is I just reel down on them. Once the rod starts to load up, uh, even if they're pulling drag, I'm reaching up and I'm still reeling down on them. And then I try to do that real slow uh, off to the side. I never do it over my head. I always do it off to the side and really load up that uh, black horse rod. That, uh, and that's all I fish with is black horses. So We're going yeah, to be uh, sharing a, a new one out that we've been working on. I showed you in Chuck and pictures of it earlier. It says maybe seven ounces. Yeah, you're killing me with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but pretty that, excited about that. Yeah, I I like that. Is that one of them on the on the rack behind you on the bottom there? As a matter of fact, it is. It's this one right here. Yeah. So, seven ounces. Yeah, I like, wow. Wow. I mean, my pro drift rod. 
you made me that, that thing's light as it, I don't know what the weight is on it, but it's pretty light. It's not seven ounces though. <laughs> no. no. And I'm, the we're going to try them out. The cork is probably seven ounces on that, on that <laughs> rod alone. We'll be trying some of them out when we get to Memphis. We'll have a good time with All them. All right, cool. That sounds good. So, yeah, I, um, that that's how I do it with the, you know, I, I've never used kale hooks. I know that they've got their place. I, <laughs> you know, I have really used circle hooks since 99. So mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I told Jerry, I said, that's a really, uh, or Harold, I'm sorry. I told Harold that that's kind of a personal preference. And if you're going to be in a lot of heavy cover, I wouldn't want the fish swimming off too bad. If I no, was in a lot of right. trees or brush or rocks, I'd want something on there where I could lay it on him and try to rip his head off. That way you get it stuck. You can get him on out of there. But most of the yeah. time, uh, even the biggest one that I've ever caught, and I forgot what the weight is, 60-something or whatever, uh, I use circle hooks nearly all the time. It took me two or three years to, to learn how to use them where I didn't yeah. quit trying to rip them away from them. Yeah, there's a lot. But once curve, I did, right? I'm, there, there is. And you just got to yeah. leave the others at home because event, you'll go right to them as soon as you miss one. But I, I specifically use those nearly all the time except for back bottom bouncing. When I'm bouncing, I, I use uh, those uh, Gamagatsu Big River hooks. They're the best I've found for that. And when he, they grab a hold of that bait, it's 100 feet or 200 feet behind the boat. Uh, again, I'm trying to pull their head off. Uh, but it, it, as dead sticks out the side, I'm still using circle hooks. And, and, yeah. and there's no uh, uh, no game to what I use. I, I use 20-22 Eagle Claws. I've not found anything that's got a better hookup ratio, and they're strong, and they're sharp. and uh, that's what works for me. It don't work for everybody, but it works for me. And and uh, right. I'm going to continue doing that. I wanted to, to show you. I got Cindy snuck in here a minute ago. She didn't get on the screen very much. But I think she does this just so I can uh, get on a Rob Clodfelder a little bit. With Rob Clodfelder is, is our sponsor from Whiskerware. And, and yep. he's always – I know that he's wishing he had some of this. <laughs> I know – Rob's a wishing he had some of that, and, and that just goes to show you why I look like I do, but that's okay. <laughs> what do we have for Doc's tip tonight? Okay, on Doc's tip tonight, uh, one of the things that I've carried for years uh, is I carry one of these Leathermans. Uh, these, these rascals are really handy just for the fact that you've got it on your side, and I've got this leather pouch that it fits in it just real handy but it, you know it's got everything that you need in here you know there's a screwdriver if you got something that needs to be tightened you know i know some of the side plates come loose on your reels you know it's got this little rascal right here it's got everything that you need uh if if you get yourself in trouble and you got to cut your anchor rope real quick it's <laughs> the, the knife in this thing is like a razor so you can cut that it is right off so just a, a multi-purpose tool very handy to have on your on your while you're fishing and that's doc tip for the night you know and, and a lot of things won't cut braided line but the knife on that right. will cut it yeah. and it's not long about doing it, it it's they, no, you're uh, right they, yeah they come out really sharp and if it gets dull for whatever reason you know i've dropped a lot of knives over the side of the boat in the when you when you're especially yeah. when you're tournament fishing you get excited and things happen next thing you know you got your knife that comes in a pouch if you wear 
uh, shorts or a pair of pants that has a, a belt on it. You just tie that on there. Uh, those things are priceless. Uh, if you need something and you've knocked your pliers overboard or you can't just can't find them, if you put them in the right. wrong wrong compartment where you usually don't, your knife or anything right. like that, and all that stuff is built into one, and it's a quality product. And, and Leatherman probably is one of the is the top name brand, but I've had Gerber's and several right. others, yeah. and they there's all a ton do of a people that make them. Yeah, there's a ton of right. people that make them. Well, that's a, that's I've, great. I've had this one a lot of years, and it's just small, and that's what I want. You know? Exactly. I'm, I got a big body, and I want a small tube. <laughs> oh man well that's great uh you know i was glad brad come on tonight now uh i'm, I'm going to give some updates here on some stuff uh i have been talking with several people about coming on the show um many of you watch the outdoor channel and stuff like that um big water adventure host mark davis uh, we're trying to get him set up to be on here. And I know that he's not fishing for catfish, but I've talked to Mark quite a bit. And he has fished for catfish uh, when he was a lot younger and stuff. But he's sold on, on the ocean stuff, and that's awesome. The reason we want him on our show is to yeah. share some of the information that he has about skin cancer from being in the sun. Mark has had skin cancer. He goes all the time and has it checked, and, and it's a very close subject to him, and I think that'll make a really good show. And, and you know, he's a lot of fun to visit with, so we'll have a lot of fun with him, uh, get him on here. Uh, we're working trying to get Aaron Wheatley on here before Monsters on the Ohio. Uh, that way, any issues or any questions, we can get them cleared up and get that taken care of before everybody makes their trip to Owensboro. Uh, I was on the phone today with George Young Jr. Uh, we're going to be getting George on here again. Uh, not sure what the date on some of this is uh, because everybody has to has to get things worked out. But we've got a whole yeah. bunch of stuff uh, coming up in uh, the next. Yeah, I think we're we're working to get Dale Kearns on here. Dale's another one. Illinois. Yep, I've talked to him, and he's going to be on the show with us. We just have to get a uh, we have to get a uh, date picked out uh, that that he's not going to be working, or he, or he can turn loose on a Monday night. And and like I say, this stuff is is very hard to come up with these these things. Uh, I'm going to talk in with Josh Vanover. We're going to try to figure out a date to get him in here for a few minutes to talk about the uh, Bruce Midkiff tournament coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for all this stuff. I got a note here from Justin Wolf said paramedic scissors work great. I guess he's talking about for cutting that braid, yep. and I never never yep. thought about that because I've got a couple pair of them just laying around here. I might uh, yeah might put them in because that that's yep. uh, pretty important stuff. Hey, uh, tournament this weekend, uh, right here close to me, Cabela's Tournament, uh, going out of Portsmouth, Ohio, Saturday, August 6th. Awesome. So that's going to be a hot one. Man, that, the water right now, I know the water around here is 87 degrees. Wow. Right now, it's 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 really warm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hot. I don't even know how fish can stand it. We were on the lake. <laughs> The lake we were on this weekend, it was 85. So wow. It's it's quite warm. Yep, it's, and it's not going to be any better for a while. We're just at, we're just in July. We still got August and September to go through, so uh, hey, yeah, uh, it, it's going to get there. Um, uh, while we're on that subject, 
uh, Twisted Cat Outdoors, Alex Nagy is having him and Elizabeth are having their tournament this weekend out of Quincy, Illinois. Uh, launches at seven, weigh-ins at three. And, uh, that's going to be a really good tournament up there. Uh, you can fish anywhere on the uh, Mississippi River and its tributaries. There'll be a lot of guys fishing the Hannibal Quincy Pool, a lot of guys fishing the Quincy Canton Pool, and a lot of guys fishing the Canton Keokuk Pool. There may be guys go further than that. I don't know where they're going to be. Uh, I look for it to be a pretty good turnout. It'll be a ton of fun. But, again, like you said, Doc, it is going to be really, really warm out there. So make sure you take your sunscreen and uh, anything that you can to keep cooled off. It's, but we're going to go yeah. up there. We're going to have a good time. And, and Drink that's, plenty that's of liquids. Can't absolutely. stress that enough. Drink plenty of liquid. You don't want and to get dehydrated. That's exactly right. Now, I drink a lot of tea, and when we take soda when we go on there, but we take a lot of just water. Uh, nothing can replace that water, and it's the fastest thing that'll, that'll – I, you know, we can be out there, and it's hot like that, and I can drink a couple of sodas or I can drink a couple of teas, and uh, nothing fits the bill like a good, good cold drink of water. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up for tonight, Doc. We had a really good visit with Brad, and we'll get Brad back on here. I know he's got some more tournaments coming up that are really giant tournaments, and and uh, we'll get all these guys lined out and uh, let everybody know as quick as we can when we get dates for all of them and, and different Sounds things. Good. Yep. So yep. Uh, keep, keep Chuck and Leanne in your prayers, people. And for Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes, and thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.